setting the pace on the pursuit of happiness. This is The Ken Coleman Show, where you discover what you were born to do and how to make it happen. Now, helping you get unstuck and on the path to your dream job, America's career coach, Ken Coleman. I'm coming to you live from Ramsey Studios in Nashville, and you are joining a conversation about who you are, what you were created to do, where you want to do it, and how you can get there. It's all about your purpose. So we're not talking politics. Welcome to an oasis on talk radio. (laughs) The only yelling and screaming we are doing here is when somebody calls in and does a dream scream because they've stepped into their dream job. We are cheering you on, helping you understand this great truth that you were created to fill a unique role. That means you are needed and it means you must do it. So let's help you get clear so you can get qualified, help you get connected so you can get started, help you get promoted so you can get the dream job to give yourself away. Those are the seven stages right there. That's the clear path. You want to know, how do I get there, Ken? Well, one stage at a time. And uh, as you're moving through certain stages, you will straddle another stage. But there is a very clear path, and we're going to help you figure out where you are on the path and how do you get to the next stage. 844-747-2577 is the number, 844-747-2577. Let's go to Leanne, who will join us in Houston, Texas. Leanne, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? I'm kind of at a crossroads. I've been in municipal government for almost 15 years. And um, after 20 years, we can start taking our retirement and things like that. But I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm not really into the job anymore. I, you know, while I love what I do, I get up and go to work and it's just another paycheck and another job. And a job's opened up um, with a port authority uh, locally and I'm qualified for it. I've applied and I'm on to phase two uh, answering questions and then the interview process. But I'm terrified, um, not sure if this is what I should do. If I, you know, leave municipal government now, um, I won't be able to touch that retirement until um, I'm, you know, much older. Um, I'm only 38 right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're not going to touch it until you're older anyway. Well, yeah, or just put it into uh, start pulling it out, uh, starting a new career in, say, five to six years, and then yeah. pull it out and invest that. So yeah. that's kind of... That's that not kind enough. Of my thought process. Right I, I and I totally understand it, but that's not enough. It's not enough. You're only 38. If you stick that out for five more years, you're going to be miserable. You know it, and I know it. So, what are you terrified of? You called because you're terrified. What are you terrified of with this with this port authority position? And um, well, you know, here at the city that I'm currently at, it's a very stable position. Um, I've grown the position into something that it wasn't when I first started. It's a great organization to work with. They're very flexible with my schedule, uh, especially with everything happening right now and kids. Um, I'm the primary. uh, I'm married, but um, I make more money in our situation, and so I'm the breadwinner in our family. And taking a risk uh, like that, we're only in baby step two. It's just... um, it's terrifying. No, to I me. get it. But and what's the risk? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be argumentative. Right, right, I'm just, no. I want you to assess the risk because you're leaving Going municipality in. for the port authority. Where is the port authority job different than all of those check marks you just listed off? 
well, I don't know what their organization is like. I don't know how flexible they are. I don't know how willing they are to accommodate schedules uh, and uh, all of that. I just, Okay, good. I, now, here's the deal. You will, though. You're going to find out pretty soon. Hopefully, yeah. Well, well, let's put it this way. If you're my wife, okay, and you're telling me this over dinner, I'm going, look, you're getting ready to go to a to, to the next round of interviews. At some point, if you keep progressing, flexibility, stability, all the stuff that you wanna you wanna know more about, you're gonna get some really clear answers uh, on the flexibility. They'll be clear with you. If you're worried about stability of the port authority, that's research you can do on your own starting now today, and you can figure out how stable they are. Um, and those are things that you can find out. And then you've got your answers. And while I appreciate what you're concerned about, you're saying terrified, I just don't think you need to be terrified yet because there's no decision before you. Number one, you've not been offered the job. And number two, you, right. don't, have, you don't have the answers to the things that you're scared about. This is like you walking in uh, to say goodnight to your kid and, and they tell you they're terrified. And you go, why, honey? And she says, there's a monster in the closet. That's what you've just basically told me, that there's a monster in the closet. And I'm telling you, there's no monster in the closet. There's just answers. Let's go get the answers. Once we get the answers, now we are informed and we can decide what's good. What, what's, what's good and what's not good? Is this a good opportunity? If it's not, we say, all right, we'll wait a little bit until the next opportunity comes around. And it's essentially waiting until the right. So we keep moving forward. We don't accept that we're going to stay where we are for five years. We look at the next opportunity, then the next, the next, the next. Eventually, we're going to find the right one. So I'm just trying to encourage your heart. I understand why you feel what you feel. It's normal to feel that. But I'm telling you, the answer to that terrified feeling is knowledge. And you, you can go get some of it now, and the rest of it you can get in the interview. And at that, that point, you and your husband sit down and go, is this the right move? Okay. And you see how that works going forward? Because now you get to go, there, there are, this is the good old-fashioned grandma pros and cons list. That's what you have to do. Okay. And, and if the pros outweigh the cons... Great. My question is, though, for a 30-year-old lady who's very successful, 38-year-old lady, how, what is it that you really want to do? If, I, if you were going to work for a while, let's say another 15 years, and you said, Ken, this is what I'd really love to do. If I knew I couldn't fail, this is what I would do. What, what's the answer to that? I'd probably have my own business. Interesting. So what would that business be? So it would be taking everything that I've learned over the years. Um, I've been a public communicator, um, you know, from graphic design, website development, uh, video production, all of that stuff, and start offering it to small cities uh, that don't have the staff to produce those types of uh, materials. That's a daggone good business idea right there. So why not? Keep going through this process. Let's see if the Port Authority materializes as a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. But let's also look into what would it take for you to start this side business right now? So I already do. I freelance. Yay! <laughs> How much money are you making yeah. doing that? Oh, just a few thousand a year. What would it take for you to make 10000 Uh, Time. <laughs> time. 
it would take a lot more time. And of course, more marketing and cold calling and things like that. But right or, now, it's just mostly word of mouth. Yeah, but so. see, I think you're really connected. I think it's less about cold calling and more about connecting. As we come out of this COVID mm-hmm. thing, I yeah. think you need to start showing up at some of these municipality conventions and gatherings online and start making mm-hmm. some really good connections. Um, I guess my, what my point is, if this Port Authority thing doesn't turn out, fine. But if it does turn out, you know what I think? I think you take it if it's a much better opportunity for you financially and all this other stuff. And then with the eye on how long is it going to take for you to build up that side business or get to a place financially where you guys can make a go of it with that business you really want to do? See, I want you taking steps towards that. I'm fine if Port Authority is the next rung up the ladder. But I want you going towards, what is it going to take for me to be full-time doing the very thing that I know I want to do? And you're already doing it. Good on you, Leanne. I hope I make you lose some sleep tonight. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Hey, I want you to stop right now and just listen to this. I want you to imagine life four months from now, but... You're actually making a starting salary of $75,000. Bethel Tech has a front-end web development micro-credential that you can earn in just 15 weeks for only $5,000. Coding skills are in high demand right now, and you learn them in less than four months. So whether you want to level up your career and salary or you've always wanted to be in tech, you can get started on Bethel Tech's front-end web development micro-credential or a data science micro-credential, another hot field. Now's the time. Let's go. The next class actually is right around the corner. March 18th is when it starts. And Bethel Tech is going to offer you, as a Ken Coleman Show listener, 10% off. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman for details. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show, where I am... Essentially, folks, your coach, your counselor, and your cheerleader. Uh, with one goal. For you to discover and do what you were created to do so you can make more money and experience more meaning and take back some joy on Mondays. 844-747-2577 is the phone number. 844-747-2577. KenColma.com. Uh, great resource. Tons of free resources for you and uh, our store with great resources. At Ken Coleman on Instagram. Give us a follow there. Joe is up in Phoenix, Arizona. Joe, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, how you doing, Ken? I'm living the dream, Joe. How can I help? Hey, um, you know, I've been listening to you last year or so. And, Thank you, sir. Um, been, uh, have a question for you. Okay. How can I make more money utilizing my talents, passion, and mission? I took it, I've taken your get clear career assessment and I have the results and I've been really struggling the last few years of, of how to increase my income. Okay. Uh, well, give me the, give me the, um, the, uh, purpose statement. Give it to me slow so I can write it down. Top three talents. Sure. Um, I'll just read the statement for you. Okay. Um, was created to use my talents of compassion. Compassion. Okay. Discernment. Discernment. Connection. Connection. Okay. To perform my passions of advising. Uh huh. Leading. Yeah. Performing. Yeah. Okay. To accomplish the mission of service. Yeah. Okay. So let's have a fun little exercise. All right. I believe you can break down the entire world at work into four 
basic categories. Okay, uh, they would be people work, process work, idea work, and things work. Things being, uh, you know, more of a building. You're working with your hands, mechanical work, construction work. You know, it's something with the hands. Okay, ideas is kind of the space that I'm in. Content, process work. Right, that's obviously very detailed, organizational. You understand those categories. People, processes, ideas, and things. Do you understand those categories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a person who has the top talents of compassion, discernment, and connection, and has the passion to do the work of advising, leading, and performing for the result of serving, are they going to land in the people, process, idea, or things area? Uh, people. You bet. You bet. So well, can I you give see a little bit of background. Yeah, go for it. It's your call. So I've been, I've been, I've been in education, a teacher, um, well, in education is for over 20 years and, um, single family, uh, uh income, uh, homeschooling family. And I've uh, got out of education. I've, I've been a success academic coach for the last 11 years and, um, pretty much do almost as, almost what you do with my, with my college students. Okay. Um, so I'm in my sweet spot but I don't make enough to, to pay the bills. Okay, so this is really not what to do. It's how to make more money. Right. Okay, well, so again, back to the purpose statement. It's like, uh, how many extra hours do you have if you want to stay where you are? Or do we want to look for opportunities to go, you know what, I'm ready for a complete pivot from where I am. What, what are you leaning towards? Adding additional income through a second uh, no. job? Or total pivot to where we're doing the thing we love in the sweet spot, but making a whole lot yeah. more money. Yeah, the latter. Okay, so um, you telling me you don't have any ideas, and you want me to help you brainstorm ideas? Well, I have uh, sharing. I'll share with you what I've been doing, and just wanted to get some insight okay. on maybe you know from in the right direction. Um, so I've, I have done the former, I have done the part-time job thing uh-huh. in supplementing my, my full-time job. Okay. And, um, but, but that was a dead end thing. I was working in the grocery store and then we pivoted to, uh, adding or, or excuse me, we, we took away the grocery store job and now I'm a realtor and I've been a realtor for the last two and a half years. And, um, it has not been providing as well as we thought. How much are you um, making and, in your college job? Um, 51 a year. You make 51 as a professor or no, I'm, I'm a coach. I I work, I work with college students as a, as an academic success coach. Okay. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Okay. I thought that was also a professor position. I'm sorry, but I understand what you're saying. So you make 51 in that role as a coach advisor. Um, and you're not selling many homes and that's because you're not able to do it full time. So you're not making the kind of money you want to make. And that's why, uh, but here's the deal. You don't want to be a real estate professional anyway. It's not what you want to do. You want to be um, connecting with people, discerning what's going on, why they aren't where they want to be. I mean, you, you, you're very similar to me, uh, and you want to be advising and leading, and you want to put up numbers. The performing piece means you want to feel the pressure, someone counting on you to help them get breakthroughs. Does that sound right? This is the way you get paid a big bucks, doesn't it, Ken? I mean, is that is that your is that your nice way of saying yes? I'm right. 
Yeah, it, it is. It okay. is. You're correct. So um, you only make 51000 as a co- as an advisor coach. So I, I would start looking at what's the path look like? This is a brainstorm. I want you to brainstorm back with me. Do you understand? Because this is only really going to work if I get you going. All right. So one thought would be for you to make six figures would be to move into corporate training where you are working for a corporation in in-house and you are helping develop people or uh, maybe that's HR or maybe you're working for a corporate training company that that's what they do. They go in and they train uh, people for companies. I, I think the trainer side of things is the net in the corporate world, like any type of training, it allows you to be that advisor to, to, to advise, to lead, to perform. It allows you to use that discernment and connection and compassion and meet people where they are. And, and it's serving people uh, by helping them improve. I would look at training if you want to increase money, you know, uh, uh, financial coaching is one option, but the, but the, the real challenge of financial coaching is that that is a straight up side hustle that you got to build over time. You don't just hang a shingle out, you know, and go, hey, I'm a financial coach, and you're even making 51. Um, so I think you getting uh, into the private sector is where the money's going to come. You already know what your sweet spot is. The question is, where mm-hmm. can I do it where I'm bringing in a whole lot more money? And I will tell you, corporate mm-hmm. training, uh, uh, some type of professional coaching, advising, consulting, that's the play for you. That's where the most money is to do what you want to do. Mm. How's that feel and, to you? And with 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 the with the realtor side of things, that is that, that is tapping into my sweet spot in that I'm able to advise people on on homes and you know, making decisions that way. And oh, that's right. Yes, with others, and so there's um, well, well. So, but you know what you that know, means? You got to go full time. The only way you're going to make the kind of money you want to make in real estate is if you're full time. So, well, that's my goal. That's 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 my goal. And that's my direction to build the business up, and then eventually it would replace my coaching job. Okay. Well, we could have saved a lot of time if, if we mentioned that at the start of the call. I didn't think real estate is where you wanted to go. I thought you, but it, but but that is in fact a form of advising, and I think it is in your sweet spot. Good for you. I I, I must have missed that. But the point is, is that you're saying, Ken, I need to make more money. Well. what is holding you back from selling more houses? Is it time? Time. Is it technique? All right. So here's the deal. What has to be true financially for you to walk away from the $51,000 job and go all in on real estate? That's the answer. That is the entire answer that you are looking for. And this is just called financial planning. You got to figure out, okay, if I were to walk from my, college gig at 51,000. Uh, how much do I have to have in the bank to keep us going until I can sell enough houses and get my pipeline full and really start cranking on this thing? That's, that's the answer you must come up with. I can't give it to you. You can do it, but that's you and your wife or family sitting down and planning this deal out going, okay, I'm going all in on real estate and I know I can do it. I believe I can do it. But we're going to have this bridge we've got to build financially to where you can actually afford to walk away from your college job. Thanks for the call. This is The Ken Coleman Show.
coaching you up for the competitive edge to make more money and more impact in your work. Life is too short for you not to be on a track and moving, no matter how fast the progress is, but moving towards a better future where your head and your heart are engaged. You're doing work that you're good at. You're doing work you love. And you're producing results that matter to you. That is our aim for you. Uh, what I love about the internets and the webs and the interwebs and just the flat digital world we live in is to, the ability to do a show like this and talk to somebody from around the globe. New Zealand is where we go next. Am I reading that properly? I want to make sure my eyes are working. Rocky joins us. Rocky, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. How are you? I am living the dream. Good to be talking to you, sir. Where are you at in New Zealand? I'm just in the South Island. Oh, fantastic. Well, how can I help you? Yeah. All right. So I've been looking for a security firm for about eight months now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first seven months, I was contracted out to another client, um, and I absolutely loved every single minute of it. Um, unfortunately, that was a temporary position, and I've just been reassigned um, to another client. Um, and that was my goal for the beginning of that job. And um, uh, so ever since I started working for that new role, um, I've been having problems after problems after problems with my um, employer. Hmm. Um, so my question is, is um, knowing that this role only exists if I work, keep working for this company, how do I move on from it? Okay. This is the role that you've always wanted. Yes. What's the role? Um, essentially, it's de-escalating uh, situations with um, people who are having a hard time in the justice system. Okay. And and this, and, okay, and I'm sorry, I don't quite fully understand that in that, explain to me how that type of work is not available anywhere else in New Zealand. Um, well, it's because it's all, uh, it's all hired to this company. It's all contracted to this company that I work for. Okay, I see. So this is contracted to the government. So private company, um, yeah. and then they do they they're they're offering services to the government in this area. That's correct. Okay, got yeah. it. So you can't do it anywhere else. That's correct. Well, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. What are the nature of the problems you continue to have? What kind of problems are they? <laughs> so I've got a big list of them here. Um, so um, <laughs> breaching contract um, constantly. Um, Rossing me short notice without asking me. Uh, expecting me to know changes in procedure without telling me. Um, not being trained properly. Um, asking me to break the law at my uh, expense of my welfare. Um, HR is not responding. Yeah. And I don't even know who I'm supposed to be reporting to. Oh, this is an absolute <laughs> nightmare. This yeah, is this absolutely. is almost like this is like if Alex and I wrote a screenplay based on all of the calls we get from people. This is everything, Amanda. Like, I don't know that I, this is like every call we've ever gotten about a horrible leader. Rocky's got them all in one company. So Rocky, that's, I I gotta tell you, that's not supposed to make you feel bad. I'm just telling you, listen, all of these things are bad, but when they're asking you to do something illegal, it's done, it's over. Yeah, and, and the issue is, is I, I actually really like the job. And um, Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. You like elements of the job, but eventually all this other crap you just listed out is going to make you hate this job. Do you see that coming? I do, yes. 
I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but I, I really want to warn you here. I understand that the work itself you love, but all of those other circumstances, um, it is only a matter of time before you hate your job, begin to hate yourself, or maybe you get thrown in jail. Because if you knowingly do something illegal that they ask you to do, you're still culpable for that. Yes, that's right. Well, that's that's not an option. So, no. describe yeah. for me briefly, and you don't have to go into the details for our audience, but I want you to describe the type of work you do. Describe the stuff like what it is that you actually, you really like the job. What are you doing? Describe, give me five or six things that you love about the job. Give me a task or some role. Explain that to me. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, it's a tricky one. So, uh, I essentially just go into, um, uh, into situations where I have to deescalate something from, um, I'm helping them through the justice system. Um, oh, so, so let's call it this. I'm trying to help you yeah. say this. So you would say, I have to de-escalate high-tension moments. Is that a good way of saying it? That's right. And yeah. you love that. That's what right. do you love about that? Um, so I like making trying to make things easier for people that are going through a rough time. Yeah. So you like with the system. Yeah. So you like solving people problems. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. You see how I simplified that? <laughs> Do you like the pressure or is it less about the pressure of the high tension? And it's more, I like the construct, the discipline, the exercise of de-escalation. I love all of that. Everything you just said. Okay, great. So do you see what I just started walking you through? You have to write down. Yeah. It's really important to write down so you can see it with your eyes or you could type it up, but you need to visually get this stuff out of your head and you create a description of what you really enjoy about the job. So that's just task and role focused. Now, right. once we get clear on that, we go, this is what I love. There are other ways to do that. I promise you there are. Maybe not in the specific environment that you're doing because of the contract with the government, but you can do that kind of work where you're dealing with complex human issues. You have to come in and analyze. You have to come in and calm. You have to come in and provide solutions and guide people through to a better place. Is that a decent way of describing it? Yes, that's right. Yes. You can find that somewhere else. And you're going to have to. Yeah. Because you're not going to yeah. last. Yeah, I think you're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> yeah. You can't um, yeah, keep no, this up. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so disappointing, isn't it? They, I know, it's it sucks. hard to get into a position. And, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks because you put a lot of effort. Training, you, you, you hustled, you got the job, and on paper, it's freaking awesome. But then yeah. you got these idiot leaders that have created a truly toxic environment. Sometimes I wonder, Amanda, when people tell you, well, I'm in a toxic environment. Let me tell you something, folks. If anybody wants to know what toxicity is, Rocky's swimming in it. And, and listen, Rocky, you're going to have to mourn this a little bit. 
But yeah. the best way to recover after mourning it, like literally just be sad, sucks. If it weren't for this and this, mm-hmm. this would be great. But you got to own it. You got to heal from it. But then the best way to recover and restore yourself from it is to find that other places and go, this is the work that I love to do. And life is too short to try to just grin and bear it and put myself in potential legal peril just because I like the work. You got to find the, you got to find versions of that in other places. And I just gave you a job description that's fairly high level for you to be able to see other things. Because you know what it is that you love to do. We just described it. So now we go find that in other places. And you do your homework this time. You find a way to talk to people who work there. Find a way to talk to people who serve with or are contractors with this next organization. And you will be able to find out very quickly and very accurately if it is a healthy culture. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. All right, man. Hey, listen. I've been there before. I want you to know that I thought I had my dream job when I was in my early thirties and it was an absolute train wreck. And it's, I walked around for three months trying to go, Hey, this can't be right. This can't be right. And I was right. And so I quickly understood it's time to move Mm. on. The nightmare doesn't solve itself. We must remove ourselves from the nightmare and I'm giving you permission to do it. Rocky, thank you so much for listening across the globe. The best is yet to be Rocky. I promise take charge. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to the Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.